Draped in his favorite pajamas, Eason slipped nervously under the covers of his bed. Outside Eason's window, the wind howled. His old house had so many strange noises. As the wind made its way inside, it sounded like the house was breathing. A creak here and there ran through the house, as if someone was walking upon its old wooden floorboards. But when Eason lifted his head to look, no one was ever there. One night, his mother noticed Eason's apprehension. She observed his room with her large green eyes. Comfortingly, she leaned over him and mussed the top of his brown hair, causing her long ebony locks with their indigo streak to spill forward onto the boy. Moonlight illumined her arm, highlighting a tattoo of ravens perched on the branches of a sakura tree. When I was your age, I used to fear the sounds this house made, until Gran explained to me that the sounds were just fairies making mischief all about it. Like the fairies in the Great Raven King? Just like them. Shall we read the book again? Eason nodded eagerly to her suggestion. His mother walked toward the bookcase, and the floorboards creaked under her. From the many books, she retrieved one that appeared very ordinary. The cover depicted a series of stones placed in a circle. Eason looked at the cover and remembered his mother explaining to him that it was a circle called a fairy ring. It was believed that you could travel through them to enter the realm of the fairies. One day, I want to be just like the Raven King. Then, I can save the Unreal and be a knight just like Matilda. Smiling warmly at his words, his mother slowly opened the book, when something very strange happened. The wind blew suddenly more powerful, and the house made a strange and human-like sigh of relief. The pair looked at each other, making sure they both heard the same peculiar sound, their wide eyes confirming to one another that they had. With slight hesitation, the mother began to read aloud, her emerald eyes strangely becoming brighter. The rain poured heavily outside as lightning began to strike. Ballad of the Great Raven King This is the tale of the Great Raven King, who is noble, true, and mighty of wing. He dwells in the realms of the vast unreal, where darkness battles light in hopes to conceal. Only by innocence may this guardian be called to undo the Shadow King and usher in his fall. By the great queen's guidance, a path shall be paved leading messengers to the one, so that all may be saved. Let us now, with the purest of hearts, and with great bravery, quickly depart, to begin the search for the elusive sleeping mender, a human child who will awake our great king and defender. The Great Raven King Between our world and others exists a magical place called the Unreal, it's a realm few can travel to, and from where many do not return, for they fall in love with magic, and our world no longer holds appeal. For those who choose to leave the Unreal, in their hearts they forever yearn. A great mother tended the Unreal. She was their honorable queen. In silver armor seated beside her was the great Raven King. Together they ruled over the vast kingdom, and peace reigned supreme. But envious became his brother, who desired everything. Known as the Shadow King, the fearful and cruel lord of Darkscape, he was everything his beloved brother was not. 
Instead of harboring wisdom, he held the sickness of take and take. No matter how much he had, he loathed his brother for having more than his lot. The Shadow King waged a war to decide the fate of all. He trapped the great Raven King and his army inside a void-like realm. The treachery caused the kingdom of the Unreal to fall, by its weakening great loss, for the Darkscape Lord was now at Earth's helm. To the beings of magic this was known as the Day of Shadowing, for their kind and realm were exiled from humans begotten. As they withdrew from Earth, so did magic. The loss was harrowing. They became myth, and the creatures of the Unreal were forgotten. We still find the ruins of their abandoned lands, where fairies closed the gateways that allowed their kind to roam. Defending her weakened realm, the queen sent messengers with a plan, a prophecy foretold in the king's ballad to save their dying home. That their king could be awoken by the bravery of a human child, the messengers searched and in time the one was soon found. Matilda's strange behavior had left many observers beguiled for she would set stones in a peculiar manner upon a clearing round and round. When she was at school, her peers would often mock and harass her. Frustrated teachers crumpled up her doodles of birds and fairies. You see, in her world, Matilda was considered a disaster. For somebody like her to be a hero would be most contrary. In dismay, her gran would say, That one's been touched by fairies, and fairy gifts only ever come with a costly price. Matilda's mother, thinking this was true, was also wary that Matilda could see fairy folk, and to her, they were nice. In the land of Unreal, a strange creature was Matilda's true and loyal friend, the noble messenger by the name of Teagledut. Together they vowed to right wrongs and force the Dark Lord to amend. He taught her how to travel by stone and to fight fiercely and with gut. With these skills, Matilda waged many battles against the Shadow King. Her victories made her a heroine among the fairy folk. The Darkscape Lord, known for his cleverness and underhanded dealings, devised a plan against Matilda, ensuring his final stroke. He knew he couldn't harm Matilda within the safety of the Grand Unreal, so instead he sought for her in her own world where he had some authority, he sent those of little heart to hunt for her, and her memories to steal, and smiled as they found her, gloating immensely at his own superiority. Astute Matilda knew he would deliver his grim gift to forget, so she created a magical book with the help of her fairy friends, making something few would notice, and in a hidden place it was set, to ensure and fulfill her quest of what the prophecy did portend. Courageously, she vowed by beak, wing, and claw that she would not surrender. In parting with a woeful Teagledut, she spoke a fairy saying true. Alua hoga pante bega. And this meant an outlander. When you become lost, let the memory of all your past joys guide you. It is uncertain what became of her or if she achieved her quest. On the night of the full moon, some say they see an odd girl set stones, laying them from right to left, then switching. She does not rest. She completes the circle, and what happens next chills them to the bone. Using a potent invocation, 
taught to her by her irritable mentor. And in the cold of night, witnesses confirmed with visible fear that the young girl shouts out, By day I set, and by the moon's light I enter. And she steps into the stone circle and then completely disappears. The end. You're listening to Scintillating Stories, featuring The Great Raven King Part 1, written by Stephanie Alia, adapted for radio play by Ghislaine, featuring the voices of Valerie Smith, Ghislaine, Stephen Farman, Daniel May, and Ryan of Intervision, edited by producer Ryan, produced by Intervision Entertainment and What Happens After 2 a.m., with music provided by freemusicarchive.org, and artwork for the Scintillating Stories logo, as well as illustrations for The Great Raven King by the amazingly talented Lindsay Payton. Special thanks to producer Kendra for encouraging our mission of sharing stories with the world. Catch more shenanigans from Intervision Entertainment on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube, and of course on our website, intervisionentertainment.com, where you can also buy tickets to catch Scintillating Stories Live in San Diego. Oh, and please find us on all the social media apps you use. We're here and we're looking for you. Finally, help keep the vision alive and consider donating to Intervision Entertainment on Patreon.com. <laughs>